0: to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair 5-1-2 Five One Two Friday edition. of ball don't lie right here on 104. Now in the Horn, we're going to get it popping. Talking about previewing Game 4 of the NBA Finals coming up tonight. We'll break it all down from every angle. Also, we'll hear from Adam Silver about Ja Morant and his upcoming inevitable suspension. We'll also uh, get into some other NBA topics, news, notes, and nuggets. Dame Lillard's wish list. Where will James Harden go to? We'll talk about that as well. Also coming up next segment, of course, Yes we have not forgot. Texas baseball big series in the Super Regionals. We will break it all down coming up next segment with my man Hardball Harge. Also uh, LaMarcus Aldridge maybe joining the uh, Texas basketball staff. Another headline uh, will come from my friends over at Horns 24-7 and we'll get into that. NFL News Notes and Nuggets top of the 4 o'clock and we'll also get into some uh, Texas football discussion at the top of the 6 o'clock. So we are loaded. Before we do any of that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Exposed for the first round pick for the Austin Radio Network, he originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese Pippin' Ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hard.
1: I love the freak flag. Fake it till you make it. Feel good Friday. I love that. I love 512 Friday too, because my man Patrick Davis is gonna hit us up with all the local artists. But most importantly, I'm excited because we're getting closer to the regional of Texas going out to Palo Alto and taking on the Stanford Cardinal. We'll get into that conversation, as my man Rob Mm -hmm. Aver said. There's a lot to dive into, but let me talk about the man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you,
0: the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's not a waste. Any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure that he's underpaid. Also, he's the idealionaire. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick?
2: Man, we already had a good start to Super Regionals with an with a almost home run for Virginia to walk it off and get caught, and Duke wins in a in a nail biter, so Super Regional Baseball already kicking off. I love got it. the NBA Finals tonight. I'm ready to go for the weekend.
0: Yeah, it's got a lot of great sports uh, headlines to get to. And, of course, sports topics, and a lot of them related close to home here with Texas uh, in the Super Regionals versus Stanford. So we'll talk about that coming up next segment. We'll leave plenty of time so Harge can break it all down for us. Appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, the Specs text line, because you're the heartbeat of this thing, hit us up, 512-337-3776. You also can use the Twitterverse. Uh, my man Harsh is at HardballHardgney Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's start. we got a couple of NBA a few NBA topics that I uh, want to get to, and if we have time, we'll get to all of them. But uh, we'll definitely leave time to get to Adam Silver's comments about Ja Morant. I think that's interesting. So we'll uh, get it set because we know the latest report is that um, his camp may <laughs> be Telling some of the uh, investigators from the NBA that it's a toy gun. Um, And he addressed that in the Jean Moran video that the latest. Ja Morant video, Instagram Live video, mm-hmm. uh, that got him in hot water and got him, uh, I believe he actually he is suspended from team activities right now. We'll get into hearing from Adam Silver because we haven't heard from Adam Silver, or at least we haven't heard from him lately. He has been um, commenting on it, but uh, he's pretty transparent too, so we'll mm-hmm. get into yeah, that he's sound. he's very transparent. Um, yeah, that's what people like about Adam yep, Silver. I agree. Uh, makes him seem very trustworthy because he's pretty transparent. Uh, okay, let's get to the uh, preview, gentlemen, of Game 4 tonight. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, we talked. I mean, Hard, you brought up the stat over and over again about the win of game three having, was it 81%? 81%. Yeah, 81% uh, chance based on recent history or based on playoff history to win the series, whoever won game three. If the Nuggets win game four, you know, the, the Heat don't strike me as the t- kind of team that's going to submit. So they're not going to submit. But psychologically, it will be tough to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, after losing back-to-back home games, <laughs> very much so. Um, that, I, I, I mean, I'm sure historically um, that hasn't really happened very often. Um, after a series was tied up one-one, for a team to go on the road and beat um, beat their opponent in the finals on their floor, back-to-back times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to me, it would be so demoralizing. Um, and you know, we talked about it, and we said the winner of Game Three, you guys picked. Denver in a gentleman sweep. I'm I was still rooting for Miami, and I am. But I, man, I don't think you're gonna see playoff Jimmy. Uh, I think you're gonna get you're gonna get a consistent performance from Jimmy. I think he had 28 points in the last game, um, and I'm not saying that that you know that's not enough. But Jimmy's gotta be in the superhuman. He's gotta be at a superhuman level uh, to match what the Nuggets are doing, or at least what they did in Game Three, which was historic. Yep, We've never seen <laughs> in the NBA Finals, it's the first time, first of all, not just Finals history, I take that away, NBA history, regular season or playoffs, that we've seen a duo on the same team have 30-point triple-doubles. Right. So for Jimmy Butler to match that, and I know the supporting cast got to step up too, and uh, Jimmy Butler admitted this, he's just got to be better, and it's crazy to say that because like I said, he had 28 points, Um, but... He's got to take his game to that elite level where he is in the conversation to be one, if not the best player in the series. And right now, Denver's got both of the best players in the series yep. <laughs> on their side. Yep, and it's interesting,
1: and, it, and and it's interesting to me because of what you said about the playoff, Jimmy. What is expected? What can he do to go a little bit further? It's difficult, man. When the other team also understands that about you, yeah, they know that you have to be superhuman. Everybody's waiting for Hemi to show up. It's a little difficult when you have had to mm-hmm. play probably the hardest road to get to this. Minutes are starting to wear. Maybe ever you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would think so might, because like, like, remember, there wasn't playing games <laughs> before, <Yeah. laughs> you know. And then you sit there and you look at this team and you're like, man. What, what more can he do? There's He may have one game in him to be able to do that. I don't think he can do it for the entire playoffs because you know as well as I do, when you're putting yourself out there every single night, exerting yourself, and none of the games are blowout wins for you. There's a heavy exertion. You went through the numbers. It's been well talked about about how well they do in the fourth quarter. The way that you get to that is because you're behind. And you have to work, 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 work. And then if everybody else isn't doing the same things that you're capable of doing, it kind of draws you back in. And everybody has limitations. Everybody has the most that they can possibly give you. But then Mm. there's that one time that you're like, I can't finish Mm. this last rep. I'm doing everything. Mm. You got to get a spotter you got to get a spotter, and that's yeah. what Jimmy needs. Jimmy <laughs> needs some spotters <laughs> to come spotter. and help him finish that last rep because they have been exerting themselves so much, both coasts, mm. doing it. And everybody can say, well, Denver's having to do that too. No, 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 no. Denver Denver's- was the number one yeah. overall seed yeah. In the West, they, they
2: had one of the easiest roads. They had
1: the easy route.
2: Yeah, they beat the eight, and then I believe the what, the seven seed? Yeah. The like, they, they They didn't play a high seat the entire And
0: they're a deeper team. Yeah. Oh, no. they're playing an eight man rotation. Yeah. They're playing an eight man rotation. In terms of talent to death. Yeah. take yeah. my man Jeff Powell's
2: words. Uh, yeah, yeah they're, death. They're, they're only playing yeah, eight they? guys in that roster, really. So it's not like they're playing a ton of guys. But, again, this goes into elevation works both ways. They, they train in Absolutely. elevation. Absolutely, they're, they're in better shape than Miami. We saw that in full force in game three. And part of the thing is they had four turnovers, Miami did. But they both ended up – both teams ended up with 11 fast break points. Mm-hmm. Miami do- doesn't want to run because they can't run. They're too tired to run. And when you say, man, they got Jokic on their team, we should be running it down their throat. Bam Adebayo should be able to run down and dunk the ball. No, sir. And they just don't want to run the ball in – And Denver, on the other hand, is loving running the ball because what they do is they basically, Jokic gets a rebound and he takes the ball up the court. And now the whole team's running, getting in a position, and Jokic is one of the best passers in the league, and he's coming down playing the point Mm -hmm. guard. You're going to have to figure out a way to have more energy than these Nuggets because you're a worse team. You're not shooting well. The Mm -hmm. only thing you had going for you was you were shooting better than the Nuggets. That's it. And in game two, you had more energy in game one you didn't have more energy and game three you didn't have more energy so you need to try and bridge this gap between just shooting threes by playing as many guys as you can rotating guys in and out trying to keep guys as fresh as you can and just running and playing with the most energy you can possibly play because if you lose this game the series is over it's not close anymore it's i mean there's no reason you even need to fly to denver because i get I get that you know maybe there's a miracle comeback there's not You're not a good enough team to have a miracle comeback, Mm -mm. and and I'll say this about Jimmy Butler, where he needs to step up, he needs assists, he needs rebounds. Yep, thirty points is all I need from you. I don't need. I like. I'd love to see sixty point Jimmy. Sixty point Jimmy doesn't win a basketball game. Thirty point Jimmy, fifteen rebound or fifteen assists. That guy, that guy now impacts a game because he's driving and finding open three point shooters.
0: You mean a thirty point triple double?
2: 30-point triple-double. <laughs> you mean but the one, the, the one that, that only
1: one person has ever had? Hey, but that's, <laughs> no, no, that's no. A, oh, you no, 20, hey, one no, 21 No, because 20. Denver had two, had two players doing it yeah. in the same game, yeah, which has yeah, never happened in NBA history.
2: But that's point. what I'm saying is I need you to have assist. I need you to be more active in rebounding. He's trying to get back on defense because they realize if they let Denver get on one of these runs and they put up 115, it's you might as well phone it in for the rest of the game because you're not getting those points back. So they know that everything they do, like, they're just constantly on the edge of losing this game. And you saw it in basically the second half of that third quarter uh, against Denver in game three. They lost the game, and there was no coming back. They don't have the legs to do it. Uh, they do not. Uh, for uh, the record, I believe there have been eight total
0: 30-point triple doubles in finals history. Of course, two of them <laughs> on the same team in Heller. game three. Jimmy Butler does have one. Yeah. He does like, have you one. can have uh, nine rebounds. Le- LeBron, yeah. <laughs> LeBron, Steph, uh Charles Barkley, James Worthy, and Jerry West.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's those the, are some
1: the, pretty some, good names that are there. Some damn good names. Yeah, those are some pretty
2: good names yeah, that are names. <laughs> there. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's just you need to have the assist. You need to impact the game on a higher level. And you not being in plays and basically drawing. Uh, help defender out on you or having a guy block you off and you not taking two to three defenders and trying to open up that offense and bam out of bio taking as many shots as you're taking. It's just, you're not going to because people aren't helping on bam. Uh, no,
0: because bam's not known yep. for being kind of an offensive juggernaut yeah. in this series. He's been really, he's been, he's been really playing, good. He's the he's, best player in this series. for the, Yeah. And it's just hard I mean, he, what he's, <laughs> and he's still, even at his best, he still cannot offset. No, (laughs) what Jokic is doing on the other side because historic things. There you go. Great word, uh, astute. (laughs) Uh, But let's get to because I I do think that um, I think Denver's going to, of course, win the series. We talked about that after Game Three. Even I, who was rooting for the Miami Heat, understood Denver was just a better overall team. Um, But some of the. Some of the stats that I've kind of fit, kind of dug through um, really highlight some of the points you guys brought up about the legs and how worn out Miami is, and especially if people are talking about how worn out uh, Jimmy looks. <laughs> um, Fifty-eight to thirty-three rebounding edge for Denver in Game Three. Yup. It was the most lopsided rebounding margin in a finals game in more than 40 years. Been saying it, man. When you start looking you just at don't that, see you teams don't see in it the finals, like that way. Not in the finals. No, because you've got to have people that really <laughs> want to go in there and fight the Heat, for a rebound. The, 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 even the uh, more uh, tragic irony of it, I guess, is that the Miami, the Miami Heat are one of the better rebounding teams in the league. That they, is the irony.
2: But I'll tell you, that stat's somewhat misleading. It's right, but it's somewhat misleading. They only out-rebounded. Miami by three in offensive rebounds. Miami just missed a bunch of shots. They missed a ton of shots. That's the problem. Yeah. Is you know, if you're talking about defensive rebounds are the easy ones to get, and they gave up way more defensive rebounds than Denver did. Denver was just way more effective. Denver only missed, what, 39 shots, and Miami went 34 of 92. I can't do that math in my head because it's too many shots. But they missed way too many shots in that game. They took a ton, they missed a ton. And that's why you're gonna see such a lopsided rebounding. But yeah, if you're going to miss that many, you have to try and get some offensive rebounds. 58. But Spolstra is sending them Spolstra's sending them back on defense because he has to keep them on defense.
0: Yeah, well, that's the conundrum, right? That they present to you that Denver presents uh, to the point about the missed shots for Miami, 17 of 46 in the paint. You yes. brought it up hard yesterday uh yesterday or 2 days ago I should say. Um I, the lopsided uh the, the lopsided uh points in the paint yep. disparity 60 uh, to 34. Crazy. And yep. Miami they were they were 17 of 46 with shots in the paint. That's only 37%. Yeah. Shots in the paint. Well, here's the here's the stat That's that really the,
1: the numbers that really kill me is because of the fact that the largest lead by Denver was 21 points the first quarter ended 24 to 24. Mm. the the second quarter ended with 29 to 24. so they got so blown out in a short period of time for the largest lead to be at 21 and you couldn't Fight back. 21 in a game where they've been challenged by the fourth quarter, right? We You gave the number, Mm -hmm. 90 points, plus 90 in the fourth quarter. But what has the challenge been from Michael Malone to his team? Stop them in the fourth quarter, and you will win the game. And that's what they did. I mean, it wasn't a big number, but they didn't lose the fourth quarter. And that's the other part for me. They had a 21-point lead and the game was tied at the end of the first quarter.
2: Yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah, that's amazing. No, but I'll tell you why. Because this this finals is like a zombie movie. And if Miami doesn't oh, have bullets, if Miami doesn't hit threes, <laughs> Miami doesn't have bullets, you know how zombie movies end up? Zombies keep banging at the door, and then they get in, and they kill you. So you need bullets to shoot the zombies. If the Miami doesn't hit threes, they don't have any bullets. This movie's real short. Yep. And that's what we saw is they basically held a door – as long as they could. In that first quarter, they were able to hold the door. In that second quarter, they started to get a little tired, and the door started to come in. And by the third quarter, the zombies are in the room because you can't keep holding the door unless you fight back, and they have no firepower to fight back. Yep. When they, get, when they, when they hit three-point shots, they're, they can
0: beat anybody. Yeah. And that's really been the theme for them. When their three-point shooting's on, they win. When it's not, they don't. And it wasn't. And Denver's defense was much better, too. I mean, Denver held the Heat to a 37% field goal, shoot, field goal percentage overall. Um, I would think a 102.2 offensive rating. That's a uh, damn near 13 below their playoff average. And as I just pointed out, 17 of 46 on uh, shots in the paint for the Miami Heat. That's only 37%. By the way, seventh worst performance uh, for points in the paint this season for any team in the NBA. Yeah. They, it was atrocious. And Denver was Denver was a plus fifty, I believe, in uh, points in the paint overall in this series, and that's you know that's something that if Miami Heat can't, as Patrick mentioned, if they can't really get get hot from three point range, there's no way for them to offset that.
1: I know that we'll have this conversation here in just a second, but if you were a betting man, I know that you you guys don't like to wager on these types of situations, but when you look at this. What is your instinct telling you? I mean, I know where Patrick and I are. We've already thought that this was going to be a gentleman's sweep. This is the way that this game – because of the numbers. I mean, you start looking at it, the breakdown and everything that we go through every single day. The analytics are telling you one thing. What are you looking at at this game tonight if you had to put a wager on it?
0: Put money on it?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, that – Everything is telling me, and I'm Den- still believing Denver Nuggets uh-huh. are the
0: are the way to go. Yeah, and if Denver go, if Denver goes up three one, the series is over anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's why it, he said, "Don't get, on the, don't but get I, on the plane." Don't get on. I felt like that about Game Three. I, I mean, obviously, with the uh, numbers behind Game Three, I felt it was a must win for him, which now puts their back up, you know, back up against the wall even more. If I had put money on it, yeah, I'd say Denver. Um, yep. But that's it's hard to beat a team in the finals back to back. Miami, uh, Miami. Floor.
1: It's minus three and a half right now, Denver. Yeah, minus three and a half, Denver, right now. It should be at least tight. Yeah, it should
2: be. It has it, been. It should. game three
0: was not tight. And about I, like
2: I like what you said the other day, which was there is no basis for what Miami's doing, which is why if you looked at this just completely logically, this should be a twenty point win for Denver. It should be a thirty point win, and they win the finals on 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 <laughs> a on Monday. yeah, That's what it should be. Because like they're just mentally everything. They, f- they have an answer for everything Miami's doing. But, you're right. There is no... They, they shouldn't be where they're at right now anyway. Miami shouldn't no, be. No.
0: They shouldn't have lasted past like the second
2: round. They There was a good story <laughs> that mo- no, the, a lot it. of us thought. Yep. They may not even beat Chicago to make the playoffs in that second playing game. Because they lost to Atlanta in the first playing game. Yeah, So they've come a long way. And so you're right that there is no real way you can look at it and go, no, they're dead in the water because they have keep coming back. When they blow a 3-0 series lead against Boston and it goes that game seven and then they come out and play well again and handle it with ease mm. and make it not even come down to the end. There, There is something about this Miami team that you have to keep going. Well, I don't know. I mean, even in game three, the bench came in and put it back to single digits. So – like I called them the other day, they're they're a worm that you can cut in half and they just become two worms. <laughs> yeah. you you can't kill them the way you normally kill a team. So I I get that in, in all logic in my head, the way I've watched basketball for the last thirty years, this game should there should this game should not be close because I don't know what oh, Miami great. can do. The, the I think Spolster has pretty much thrown everything he has at them, and unless three of their guys get real hot, that's a close game. But that's not even a win necessarily. That's just a close game. I don't know if it's they have enough firepower, but maybe, maybe there's a little magic left. As I it's,
1: talked about before, when the lights get brighter, who can step up to it? And what we've seen is if you're a role player – if you were if you were going to start a team or have a team that you would be a part of, you're going to look at Aaron Gordon, who was one of the top players coming out of high school. I mean, out of college and high school, to be quite honest with you. Michael Porter was one of the best players coming out. Nikola Jokic is we've seen what he is. Jamal Murray is this absolute baller from Kentucky, and you uh, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, he's okay. He plays some defense when he wants to. He thinks he's a scorer now. He used to be a good defensive player. Are you going to go with Kevin Love, who I liked a lot? Jimmy Butler's a dog. Bam Adebayo, who is very inconsistent. He's having a great weekend. I mean, he's had a great tournament, but yeah. are you going to go with Gabe Vincent and uh, Strutis? Tell me who you're going with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when you look at this team, we love the story. We love the fact that they are all undrafted and the story of the underdog and how they're going to battle. I'm not burying this team, but I really, really believe that the biggest problem that they have is they are just physically tired. They've played a lot of basketball uh, right. games. And I think
2: they're mentally exhausted as right, well. Right, right. They're physically tired and yes. they're mentally exhausted because you also got to remember, these guys are playing the biggest games of their lives they've ever played in. And every single person they've ever met in their lives have asked them for free tickets, have asked them, have told them what they need to do in their game. Their phones are ringing off the hook. And as much as you want to say, all right, turn your phone off and go focus, they're kids. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're young men. Yep. They're, these are young men. Except for Udonis. Except yes, <laughs> he is somebody's. Dad. Oh, Udonis. Udonis <laughs> got a burner phone. Turn that off. But the rest of these. And so it's just it's hard to focus at that level that you have to be in the fourth quarter of a game when your body is giving up on you. Yeah, I agree. They're just physically and mentally exhausted.
0: Uh, I think Adam Silver was also a little exhausted with the Ja Morant situation. He went on Dan Patrick uh, yesterday, and Dan Patrick actually asked him about Ja Morant. The upcoming suspension inevitable suspension um here's adam silver on dan patrick
1: is the john morant investigation over
3: we're just waiting
1: for the finals
3: to be over to announce the decision the latter we are waiting for the finals to be over um i'm aware of course of these reports on social media about you know whether the gun was in fact a gun uh, and so we haven't completely wrapped it up does that we, matter we us- commissioner if that's a toy gun you know it's it's interesting it, it's the very issue is for jaw, certainly in the first incident was treating a gun as a toy. I mean, that's what we're talking about. And that's what I think the danger is to society, taking a gun, live streaming it, you know, this is, without getting into gun issues in terms of the propriety of owning guns and the use of guns. I think everyone agrees that gun safety is critically important and that guns aren't toys. So it, it's, it, it's something that I'm thinking a lot about because, again, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the investigation. But in fact, if you are live streaming something that to the world looks exactly like a gun, and and in, in a frankly reckless manner, should it matter whether or not it's a real gun? I mean, I you know I I will say at the end of the day, I, in terms of doing my job, everything that's presented to us is relevant. Past conduct is relevant. Um, the, the circumstances in which you're you're doing whatever the act is becomes relevant and in this case you know obviously we're we're going to take into account whatever's presented to us
0: all right now the I, I guess rumor i don't know if it's a report uh that he is referencing about the toy gun or the gun being fake actually referenced it came from the breakfast club That's the origin of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Claudia Jordan, she claims her sources, which, you know, some of John Moran's people, um, they claim that the gun is actually fake. So that's what he's talking about. So the hypothetical, you know, kind of conversation, what if the gun is fake? Does it matter? No. Does it matter to you? No, because people have gotten blasted with fake guns
1: to -hmm. try to walk around. And you're putting that out there. First off, here's the here's the thing for me. Obviously, kid, they don't professional athletes don't want to be role models. They don't want to be responsible for what's going on in your home. They want but they want you to go buy their shoes, their jerseys and everything else that goes with it, right? So, considering that. So your image and the way that you carry yourself and the way that you act a lot of times is portrayed by these young kids. I have young kids. So for me, I'm always having to educate and try to you know, dispel hmm. some of the things. I'm I'm a former professional athlete. You're a former professional athlete. We have experience in other realms of these situations. We are not allowed to do things like the normal public is allowed to do, period. I know it's not fair, but what do we always say? Life ain't fair. You sign in a contract. If they tell you, Ja, you can't do this, you can't do it. And the fact that you went and had a long discussion. Adam Silver, if you remember the first time, said that I sat down and talked to John Morant myself. Yes, he did. Personally. And he Mm. seemed to be genuine about his concern, about his image, and what he's trying to do for the league. If you don't want to be the face of the league, tell Adam Silver, I don't want to be the face of the league. I'm going to go over here and act the gump, as my grandfather used to say. Don't be going over there and act no gump. But that's the gump. And now you're going to sit there and try to figure out how? No, man. You can't can't have the best of both worlds and think you're going to be treated like uh, a celebrity when, in reality, you're going to be treated like somebody that has broken the law.
0: Well, he didn't. Uh, the, the, it's not a legal process. I agree. He's about the NBA's rules and NBA's bylaws, rules and, and regulations. His image as an NBA superstar and yep. someone who's had previous incidents mm-hmm. on his resume. Uh, Patrick, you're an NBA guy. Does it matter if hypothetically he's they say they say it's a fake gun? What, does it matter, suspension wise? Suspension wise, no.
2: I, I think mm-hmm. it matters in how you have to talk to this kid and go you get you get why you're in trouble right this is when no one's mad at you because because it like you I don't know what you thought it we were mad at you for but this wasn't it 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 doesn't matter if you show a thing that looks real then people are going to take it as real and you you didn't preface it as hey this is my fake gun I carry around now and I say that to you in the video so it is very plain and I this is like it doesn't mean anything because The result is still the same thing: that you were on that, you made national news for carrying a gun irresponsibly in a car. That's what you made national news for. That's what the NBA doesn't want. So that's the rule you broke in the NBA. So if you go, well, you you held it, but it was a a toy gun. Well, did you? Did it have the little orange cap on it? Did it have the little thing so we all know when we see it? Oh no, it's clearly a toy gun. Because if you pull a toy gun on the cops, it's not going to end well. And at the end of the day, when it's toy gun, they go, "Yeah, I didn't know that." I think there's a certain part. It's it doesn't matter. Now it could it depends. The conversation changes, but the suspension doesn't. No, I, it's you know it is an interesting
0: conversation and discourse to have, honestly, as a yeah. as a country, because we love guns. <laughs> we live in Texas. We love guns. A lot of us own guns, and we know a lot of our families and friends. Uh, they have a lot of guns, and. What it's really, what it kind of is boiling down to, really, is because now the, it's not in the legal system, so it's not a legal issue. Is the perception of irresponsible gun ownership? Because, like you said, what now he's saying the gun may it may not even be real. So he's just promoting a, you know, an image of irresponsible gun ownership, which because there are a lot of people on the internet that like to shoot guns. Video, I've seen guns. videos
1: just recently the of people driving through neighborhoods just shooting yeah, up,
0: it's a, up now that's stop ir- signs. Now, that's, ir- that's, no, exactly. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's irresponsible stupid. gun ownership. And I think yeah. for people who love guns and are gun enthusiasts and they are responsible about it, they've you know taken classes, they were safety is top priority. Those who are safe and responsible about it, they, I'm sure, are upset about this because that hits home for them. Responsible gun owners the stigma, are the ones that hide is, the
1: gun. Responsible going owners are the ones that they don't let you know that they have a gun on them.
0: Well, no, people have open carry. There's open
1: carry laws. Even open carry, I mean, even if you have the concealed weapon, yeah. if you have that, I know, but, but you let's put you can saying, see it. Like, it's let it concealed, but you can yeah. still hey, see it. It's
2: not a prop and a dance. It's right. not a prop and a dance.
0: It's not a toy, and ironically, he's saying
2: it is. Yeah. like Literally,
0: the irony of it is he's like, it's
2: like, no, you're treating the gun like a toy, and then he wants to say, no, no, it was a toy. And that's, no. but that was Adam Silver's point. He goes, "Look, the whole problem was you treated the gun like a toy in the first video, and now you're going to say it's a toy." This say you're, you're making my point for me. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, like, you don't, you don't get the irony. Of this is not.
0: Did uh, you watch the Chappelle show? Like this right. is like <laughs> this is when kid in real Like, that's What right. are you doing? So. Well,
1: and and we have people that are police officers that are on our show all the time that text us and they said in law enforcement the community in the law enforcement community we can't tell the difference between a real gun or a toy gun things happen so fast so if he's riding down the street and acting like my grandpa said a gun and he they see that that's the first thing that they recognize and they're like wait a minute concealed gun owners and responsible gun owners don't ride around telling everybody that they got the piece
0: on them yeah no I, it's uh, i i, I I don't know if it'll make a difference at all. It's just an interesting conversation to have because uh, it's out there now.
1: Oh, it's gonna and, yeah. And I, I I know that everybody in athletics is looking at this. I know everybody in the gun gun world is looking at this as well. They're all trying to figure out what is what is Adam Silver going to do. What what do what do you think will happen I, at this time?
0: He, oh, at, he's definitely gonna get suspended for. I know, for but a while. what's the
1: lo- what's the
0: what's the link that you would think would be okay? I I think what I would do I mean I'd probably go for close to a third of the season just to make the statement I would do it at the
1: latter part of the season. Oh, you would shift it as to when it could happen. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Now that hurts. Just to
1: make it hurt. Yes. That really hurts. To make, you don't understand because you yeah. think at the beginning you're going to be like, because all the, the the suspensions always happen at the beginning. Yeah. Like season. if something happens in the offseason, they're going to be like, you're missing the first 40 games. And, well, your team goes out there and they play mm. and they're doing all. I'm using baseball because, like you said, it's a third. We play 162 games. So you're sitting there and you're looking at it and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you go out there and play at the beginning of the year and then I'm going to suspend you at the latter part of the year and cost your team the championship.
0: Yeah. Adam Silver is pretty pretty player friendly. No, he definitely is. Well, I, I'm saying I, you don't I, want yeah. that
2: you don't want that be a distraction. You that got way. CB,
0: and CBA stuff Hard about like, how bad. you can do it with the CBA. And you
2: don't want it to be a distraction. You want it to be over with and by the time you get to the playoffs you want the story to be on basketball not yep. that. And yep. It'll be something else stupid that happens between them, is, too. Which is why
0: he's waiting to after to the finals yeah. to
2: announce the suspension. And and we'll also put in that uh, there is stuff now in the new CBA about having to play X number of games to be part of All-NBA, yep. which then is part of contract extensions, which how, is why didn't how much he get paid, yep. and why he did not make it this year, and why he probably will not make it next year because no. of the suspension. So there is a cost to it. Whether, wherever you do it in the season, he's costing him millions of dollars.
0: Uh, his shoe did sell out, though. It's like, it's, it like, it's, like, it's like rappers when they go to jail. Yeah. Get, well, people, it's like artists when they think
2: they're gonna die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean like, hopefully, hopefully, it's like it's not getting that dark for Shah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, Texas baseball uh, in the uh, Super Regionals versus Stanford right here on Ball Don't Lie. Horn.
1: You can make it all okay I could say you're wrong You could walk
3: away Was it something she said Maybe something he did
0: Welcome back I to Ball play. Don't Lie Right here on 104.9 The Horn It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie That's when Patrick takes jams from local bands and artists Very talented human beings That you have a chance to see right here in the ATX Who is jamming right now, Patrick?
2: This is Sir Woman, and she is
0: playing tonight at the parish. I like this jam. It's got a good groove. Got a good groove to yeah, it.
2: She is. She's really talented.
0: Definitely uh, smooth. Yeah, I like that. Uh, all right, uh, starting you off with a good one on a five one two Friday. Hopefully, um, Texas baseball starts it off with a good one coming up in the Super Regionals. Hard versus Stanford. Uh, how you feeling? Well you feel? How you feel, man?
1: I, I mean, I'm. I feel very confident about this team and the reason why I say I feel confident is because it's all about the momentum right Um, Texas went out to Miami played one of the top teams in the country uh, winning that in the Coral Gables area and won the entire thing so it's something that you should definitely be proud of and be dialed into but the other part about it is I've said it before and I'm gonna say it again whenever you look at Texas pitching That's an emotional and important part of the success Mm. in which this team has had. Do I think that we're going to get another 129 pitch performance by LeBaron Johnson? No, I don't believe that. I don't think that I don't think that'll have to be the way to go. But if he can go out there and pitch seven strong and be consistent, same thing with Lucas Gordon. Lucas Gordon going back to California, having that opportunity to. To have that starting appearance, and the best part of, about it for the Texas Longhorns, Quinn Matthews, who is the ace of that squad, he's going on s- Sunday, so you get an extra okay. day. So that first game, you're going to go out there. You're obviously going to have to battle. It doesn't matter, but that team is a loaded baseball team. I got a chance to call them a couple of years ago at the Round Rock Carbach Round Rock Classic, mm-hmm. and they were playing. Uh, they played Arkansas. They played Arkansas in the game. Quinn Matthews went out there, and I mean he was absolutely outstanding. He was he had a good mixture of a fastball and a slider, and even his changeup was outstanding. I think he now learned how to throw a curveball. So he's a tough, tough pitcher. And he came in this past weekend. He had to pitch twice this past weekend mm. for them to be able to get into this game. So, it's going to be a good challenge for the Texas baseball team. They have a lot of guys that can swing that thing. They can hit well. There's a lot of power on that team. Let me just tell you this um, their team, their lineup is pretty potent. They have a team batting average of 318. They have six players with double digit home runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Albert Rios, Alberto Rios, is the Pac 12 player of the year. They got Tommy Troy, who I think Tommy Troy has been in college since 1990.
0: Tommy Troy, huh? Yeah, that's
1: his name, don't Tommy the Troy. I names, too. Yeah, batting 4'10", and he has I mean, uh, huh. 169 total bases. He's batting what? 4'10". Yeah, swinging that thing. Dang. Swinging that thing. So don't forget, they had to come out of the loser's bracket last week. Mm. So they had to come back and battle. And that's what they did. Remember last year, they played Texas State. For the right to go to the College World Series, mm. remember they they tech, they battled Texas State all the way till the very end of that game and found a way to win. And by the way, these are the only two teams that are left that were in, college, in that were in Omaha last
0: year. Wow, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Texas and Stanford are the only teams left that were in Omaha last year. One of these teams is going back to Omaha. One of these teams is going back to Omaha. Obviously, we want them to be hook them. But uh, this is going to be a huge, huge challenge for this Texas team. I think the beautiful part about it, too, they got out there yesterday, got a chance to work out. Mm -hmm. They're working out right now. They get a chance to go out there and play in a place that's a lot cooler than last week. Yeah, that's true. And tomorrow's game is in the middle of the day. It's at 3 o'clock out there, 5 o'clock here. So that's another part of it, too, that Texas will have a a better opportunity. It's not a late-night game where if it was an 8 o'clock game here, Central time, it's 10 o'clock out there. They're playing baseball. Yeah. So it's a different little
0: vibe for them right now. Um, If you are – I don't know, if you're Coach Pierce – Anything concerning that you saw because they swept their way through the regionals. so mm-hmm. it was pretty much all pat's on the back for all the great performances. A ton of them, really clutch performances. Um, you just brought up uh, LeBaron Johnson; he had one too, uh, and so did Lucas Gordon. But yep. what, what would be? I don't know. What would be something that could come back to haunt them that they didn't do so well in the well, regionals? Well,
1: the one thing that I would always try to point out is the small ball aspect of it. Okay. Small ball is definitely going to be something that has got to be executed and executed at a very high level. Every pitch matters. Every defensive play, every at bat matters. So this is a team, Texas, that is that is not mm-hmm. afraid to bunt. They'll bunt one through nine. I don't know how good the the small ball part of it is going to be for Standard, yeah. no, standard for Stanford because of the fact I don't know if they've been in that situation where some of their big big bats. Are able to get a bunt down mm-hmm. in a crucial situation. Yeah. I did a podcast last night, uh, "Stories Inside the Man Cave" with Sean Clinch, and I had Dylan Shout Campbell, out. Dylan Campbell's father, Donovan, who's a former professional baseball player as well, played at Texas Southern. Mm. We were talking about what it takes to, for the next level because we all know, hey, Texas, the history. We know that Omaha, the regionals, the super regionals. We know that that's all part of the. Allure of being at the Texas, the University of Texas. But the other part of being at the University of Texas is how you win these games. Yeah. Pitching and defense always has been a trademark of the University of Texas. You go out there and you throw strikes and you make the plays behind you, changes everything on how Mm -hmm. your team, because you're always in every game. That's the thing that I'm looking forward to because both of these teams, obviously, we've had big numbers. We got Dylan Campbell with Mm -hmm. his hitting streak, we got home runs, Jared Thomas, we got these big bats in our lineup that are going to show up. But it always comes down to if you're not hitting, you still got to play defense and you got to throw strikes, and that is where we are right
0: now. They played great defense in the regional. Yes, they did. I mean, talk about highlight-worthy, yes. ESPN top 10-worthy defense in some uh, situations. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So uh, you do, hopefully that also uh, packs in, packs on the road for Texas when they're playing Stanford. No doubt. Coming up tomorrow, and you'll be able to hear that live right here on 104.9 The Horn. Pre-game starting at uh, – what do you say 4:45 4:45 First pitch 5 o'clock all right, yep. uh, and what I'm sure we have to worry about any weather issues. In, well, you never know out there. Really? Yeah, it, like it, it never r-
1: it never rains in Southern California, you know, fun, yeah. Until really? the regional start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, did I take it back? want to <laughs> jinx something, I shall I take that back. Um, okay, let's. Uh, oh, oh, one other piece of information I want to get to just really quickly while we got some time, because I know we're up against it. Um, so this actually, I'll give my friends over at Horns Twenty Four Seven credit, um, and I believe I'm not mistaken. Um, it was Chip Brown too, but you can um, go check it out at Horns 24 7. So uh, uh, there's a report that Lamarcus Aldrich mm-hmm. could be interested in joining the staff for Texas basketball mm-hmm. as a kind of a special a, a, a assistant kind of thing. They've talked. There's just not, no there ain't nothing going down yet. They've talked. According to uh, this Horns 24-7 report, it says uh, a seven-time NBA All-Star has talked to Rod and Terry about joining the staff as a special assistant. Seven time,
1: Yeah. Coming in in as a special assistant, you know what that means? We don't have to pay you. Come on through, <laughs> come on well, through, big doll. Oh, oh dollar yeah, yeah. Dollar. Hey, a yeah hey, think
2: Think about him working with Dylan DeSue, Though that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's that, mm-hmm. that mid range that, that he was so just, good with. Yeah, a guy that knows how to back up, play face to the basket, all the stuff that Dylan DeSue's worked on so well defensively, all that stuff. Uh, I think it would be huge for a guy like Dylan DeSue to have that guy come work with him. So
0: yeah. Um, man, I actually, oh, I got to find this this quote now in audio. I swear, yes. Okay, because I, I knew I favorited it. Um, remember Jokic gave LaMarcus Aldridge a shout-out? Do you remember this? Smartly. No, I don't. Okay, I'm going to send you the sound. I'll send you audio. I'll send, you, send okay. you the audio of it. I, 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 I thought he gave him a little shout-out, and I thought I remembered that, but um, maybe it was CB who sent it to me. Um, but either way, yeah, that's really good news. If he's, they said he's going to be involved regardless, but they may make it official official. Yeah, like he's going to yeah. be hanging around, I think, regardless. So yes, um, your point of Patrick about him helping mentor guys like DeSue, uh, that still could happen, but they may make it official, official, which be good for him. Uh, just kind of jump into that kind of role.
1: Hey, by the way, our boy Thomas Baskin, you know, former Texas Longhorn player, yes. who is from California, he said hard. Palo Alto is in Northern California. Oh, He's so, wanted to sing the song. He's wanted to sing the
0: song. He's ready to get anything. I just wanted the sound. The just people want the song? Sing, he's wanted to sing the song. And there ain't no good. Is that a good song about Northern California? You could have brought up there. <laughs> no, nope. not that I know of. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff there. I like that. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie. What if we're not the horn. On no, right here on 104.9 The Horde. It is a 512 Friday. That's when Patrick the Idealion plays jams from local bands and artists that we have a chance and all of us have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick?
2: This is and They're playing Friday at Feels So Good. Uh, all right, there you go. Feels So That's the name of the spot? Yes. That's they have a, a record a, label. They do feel goes steal also, good, steal good records. That's
0: a good name. Yeah. it's a good name for almost anything. Feels So Good. It yeah. could be a massage parlor. <laughs> it could be you know I mean? good. So it could be like a spa. Yeah. Feels so good. Feels so good. Works for like anything. It can yeah. be like uh like moisturizer, like it almost anything. It be lotion. I like feels it. Feels so good can work for like fifty different products. Yeah. And services.
2: The feels So Good Massage parlors. brought to you by Robert Kraft.
0: <laughs> I you going to take it there. I did not even want to throw the softball like that. To that was too easy. All right. Uh, let's get to the flex. Oh, sorry, flex. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Hey, 707, uh, actually the Westlake had their seven, or at least the 707 held at Westlake was today. Yep. So there are on our social media um, applications. Man, how old did that sound that on was our social so media old, applications? But I love it. <laughs> that's actually uh, yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little too detailed. But go <laughs> check out uh, FLX uh, ATX on all of our social media uh, platforms, and you can get updates up there, I believe, too. Um, so, go check that out. And oh, don't forget, you can go get the replays of the Wednesday night flex uh, from this uh, previous week. You can go check that out at flxatx.com.
1: And one of your favorite players on the all flex team got an offer. Hey. Of, uh, Alex Foster. My man. Your guy, the hey. tackling machine. You don't, don't know where you're going to line him up. That's what him, you call hey, him. The I Terminator. I call him the Terminator, man. He's exactly. The cyborg out there. Exactly. My he man. said today, he tweeted out, I am blessed to receive an offer. From Nevada football. That's right. He got an offer today from Nevada. And he was actually on the He was on the Flex, flex a
0: couple of weeks couple ago. Couple of ago. Two two weeks, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That's right. Uh yeah. And he's he's way bigger than I thought too. Yep. Uh no, I'm I'm happy for him. It won't be his last. I mean, he's really he's really talented. Yeah, he's
1: got a couple. I think I saw him yesterday also put out there. He got one from Colgate.
0: He got one an okay. offer
1: from Colgate as well. Yeah. And also, hey, don't forget tonight, hey. tonight, tonight. Get the Dale Diamond. Your, not everybody's your, but, you know, Westlake Chaparrales will be playing in the state semifinals first pitch at 7 o'clock. At the Dale Diamond as they take on the Pearland Oilers, home of one Kurt Dressendorfer. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had to make sure I put that out nice. there. Nice. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Legendary lifetime logorn. You know he, uh, he's got the status now he for does. sure. He um does. yeah, Specs Texan's having some fun with the feel so good. It's <laughs> my feel so good, good. tank that it'll work for a lot of things. I they're hilarious, guys. I can't read. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I want to read those. You can't.
1: <laughs> you cannot, you cannot. Don't do it Don't because do the do it. mis- Yeah, it's, a, it's a, trap. a trap.
0: Don't go in there. It's a trap. It's a, tra- a trap. Tra- <laughs> uh, but thank you for your participation. That feels so good. Uh, and that's. what you say it's a record label and like a and like a music venue? Like a music they, venue. Yeah, there you go. There's I like some, that.
2: A, they said book some good shows over there.
0: Uh I'm I'm a I'm a fan already. Uh I, be, I think they. I, lo- I love the way they think. <laughs> yeah, it feels so. You know what? I know what? I'm adding it. Feel so good Friday. I'm at it. There it is. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm at it to the F-words. It's we be a freak it. flag. Feel so good. There not it is. Not just feel not good. Just feel feel good. So, feels good. Feels so good. Feel so good. I can work with that. Thank you, feel so good. I like it. Uh, they just got a lot of promo right there. I Feel so good. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that with a 512 Friday. No, All right, we didn't. come back. We'll get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Were the Texans swindled in the first round? There's audio now that has surfaced of the Texans Trading back up into the first round to get that number three overall pick from the Cardinals. It's from the Cardinals side. Some people are saying it doesn't make the Texans. They don't look too good in this audio. So we'll play the audio for you. Also, Cowboys minicamp is over. So we'll go through Cowboys minicamp notes and whether Zeke to the Texans is a realistic conversation. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie.